right, well, welcome everybody to Blind Lines. This is a part of the Foolery Podcast Network. Uh, my name's Boone. With me, as always, is my boy, Jaron Hall. Jaron, how you doing today? Living, living the dream right now. Uh, I'm pretty excited to get this started. Um, it's been something that we've talked about for a little while now. and These are conversations I know we've had kind of just one-on-one together and have enjoyed talking about college football over the last few years and it's gotten more and more uh kind of become more and more of a bit for us and so actually putting this into people's ear holes um is going to be really interesting you know right just straight q-tips you know um so i I know this pod we're going to start straight in with with uh you know the the conference that's going to last the longest is going to be here for the next you know 100 years it's the conference that all other conferences look to um do you, do you know what conference that's going to be? Oh, of course, everybody. We're talking about the ACC. How yeah. Not, how could you not like the ACC? You like that? You like that? A little tobacco road for you guys? Well, I, I, I'm honestly, I know Kirk Cousins didn't play in the ACC, but I feel like he would have been an ACC type of guy. He always like, struck me as an ACC type of guy. DC was a perfect place for him. Can you can you imagine Kirk Cousins at Duke right now? That would just be like he is like the perfect like representation of the the triangle. Like like it would be Kirk Cousins versus Drake May would be a fantastic rivalry that we're missing out on right now. I almost I almost would vote for him to be UVA just because Cole's cash feels so UVA versus Duke, but. Oh no! Uh, he's, you're right. He's right there. He's in. He, he was in the right place. Uh, Minnesota feels a little too on the nose. The guy doesn't cook casseroles, but I don't know. I we we missed a gym. We missed a good period. So yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously the the ACC, you know, being around forever is a little tongue in cheek. But but you know what's not tongue in cheek, Boone? Mm. It's it's sipping gin and tonics while we talk about the ACC. Is there nothing more on brand than sipping some G and T's? Talking about the you know the 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 athletic and academic prowess of, of of this conference. You know the only thing that's not more on the nose than G and T's. I think I think you know where I'm going with this. It's our favorite beer, the old made by the water. Oh, there an Appalachian oh. cola, Oyster City. Oh, that that'll be that. That's. That's, I feel like that's the that's what we'll crack. We're, you know what we're going to do? We're going to order a keg, a special order, once we once we get out of this conference. Um, so, you know, up front, obviously, you and I are, are huge FSU fans. And so uh, we're, we're going to do our best to, to not be homers here. But, you know, one thing that, you know, it, it is, is definitely important when you talk about uh, what we're trying to accomplish here uh, on, on, on this prestigious podcast is being accurate. That, you know, that's the most important important thing when you're talking about lines. So uh, blind lines, obviously, you kind of know what that means. But for our listeners, um, it's kind of a game that you and I have been playing for a little while now where, um, you know, one of us will pull up some some future games coming up in college football and we'll have fun with it and kind of say, hey, uh, you know, LSU is playing Florida State week one. Uh, what do you think that line is uh, based on kind of the sports books? And, you know, we'll kind of sit there and talk about it and guess and then, you know, kind of go into it blind and say, you know, this is my opinion on what I would handicap this game as. And from there, 
we would guess. And sometimes we'd be right on the right on the button. Sometimes we'd be way off. And, you know, typically when we're way off, it's like, mm, I guess, I don't know. I don't know what Vegas is seeing. Maybe it's this, maybe it's that. But, you know, if I, if I were a betting man, you know, we would, we would be going one way or the other. So, um, you know, obviously uh, I can, I can confidently say it. I am uh, net positive um, gambling, but I'm also net negative because I, I don't gamble. So uh, that, that, that probably helps. Um, but you know, so, so for this podcast, you know, what, (laughs) what we're going to do, what we're going to do week to week. Um, and then, you know, obviously this is preseason, uh, and for preseason, we're going to go conference by conference, but what we'll do week to week is we'll pick, you know, some top matchups, go through a few of those games, kind of break them down from our perspective without actually looking at the lines and going into it blind. And then we'll come up with our, you know, our own handicapping of that game and basically going into that game, uh, as a blind line. And what we'll do is, is kind of break that down, see where we're at, see how far we're off, and then um, kind of keep a running total over the season on how that's going for us. Um, you know, I'm, I'm real curious to see if we really, if we really get close uh, on how we feel about these games um, and see how we, how, we, how we do. So I think we're going to start with ACC, obviously, today, and then we can kind of go through and break down some other, some other conferences. And then once we get into the season, we'll go season by season uh, or game by game in the season, some of the bigger matchups and kind of talk about those and get excited about them uh, and just enjoy, uh, enjoy what we're doing as a, as a, you know, as a podcast and just do what we normally do. So, um, you know, with that, I'll say, you know, you, what are you looking forward to most this, uh, this college football season? Ooh, I mean, that's a good question. I mean, if I'm going to be selfish, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I can't wait to receive the news that Florida State's uh, definitely exited the ACC. We've got suitors elsewhere. Uh, I personally believe that SEC is probably, you know, the landing spot. But you know what? I'm, I'm open to the Big Ten. I like that, especially if Clemson comes with. What I don't like is if we go to the Big Ten and we have to part ways with Clemson, Miami, whoever. Like, then it's just like there goes all our out-of-conference games. We're going to have to do it with rivals and – it's just no good for the sport, but uh, that's what I'm probably selfishly most excited about. The other thing is not not a terribly strong lineup we got here, you know? Like, Alabama's got a lot of parity. LSU looks good. Ohio State could take a step back with uh, McCord at quarterback. Carson Beck, Georgia's breaking in a new quarterback. So, I don't know. This seems like it could be fairly open. Um <laughs> I'm going to receive a lot of flack for this, but I actually like Texas's chances. <laughs> Call me yeah, crazy. I, I, I mean, the only – I see where you're coming from. The only thing I would say is Texas – if you take away the Vince Young years, um, I, I feel oh, like Texas – severely just disappoints. And, and so, that, you know what? You know what I would call Texas? I would, I would, I would 100% – put them into the category of the ocean gate category. So that that's being, you know, a team that, that has high dreams going into the season, but ultimately is going to implode at some point and lose the like Texas tech or, you know, somewhere like that. So I guess that, that leads into Topical. To this, Topical. you know, you know how we do it, man. So, so that leads into this. I, I was going to have you rank before we jumped in team by team and actually go through their schedule and break down what we think is, is a reasonable line. Um, I was going to have you rank the teams from from top to bottom in the ACC, um, but I, I felt like that was kind of boring um, and kind of kind of you know 
is, is, you know, everyone's done that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually have, I'm going to name each team and we're going to go through alphabetically mm-hmm. and I'm going to have you put them into one of these categories. So here are your options and, and there can be multiple teams in one category. There can be one team in one category, um, but here's your options for this category. So you're, you're going to have the Ricky Bobby category. This one's pretty, pretty straightforward. You know, if you ain't first, you're last sort of thing. So, you know, this team, you know, this team should compete to win the ACC. And if they don't, they should be disappointed in their season. You know, the, the other one being the ocean gate category. So we just talked about that, the team that, that will have high dreams, but ultimately will implode at some point this season. Uh, the overnight X category. Do you know what this one would be about? Mm, you got me there. It's, it's, it's in a true Twitter to X rebrand fashion. Oh, oh, oh. This team is going to have a completely different identity this year. So th- that's another one to consider. Um, I've got a few, few, few thoughts on that one. Uh, the year 3000 category. This one's a little bit of a, a deep cut, but just like the Joe bros reunion tour, this team will have return to their own ways this year. And then another one, the impossible team. So just like the impossible burger, this team will look good on the outside, but in reality is just a pretender. Okay. We got two more categories for you. These two are pretty straightforward. The Oppenheimer category. This is a team that will have a single moment in their season that will nuke another team season. So, you know, a big, big win over someone that will just, you know, maybe, maybe they don't have high expectations, but they'll have that upset win. Um, that's going to kind of ruin someone else's season. And then, you know, last and not, not least, and I think this is where most teams in the ACC are probably going to be is, is just cheeks. Really, 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 really. really. (laughs) So I don't need to describe that one. That team is, uh, you know, from the outside, Outside, that's what they are. Out, outside looks like cheeks, and and in reality are cheeks. So, uh, you let, let's go team by team. I'm gonna let you drop in kind of what your opinion of that team is and what category they'll, they'll fall in. Uh, the first one's super simple for you, unless you have a shocking surprise for me. But uh, the Boston College Eagles. Okay. Well, first of all, I'm gonna give you credit because these categories are great. Uh, ooh. I think I just gotta go just cheeks on this. Dude. Yeah, that that <laughs> took you that took you way longer than I, it should have. Yeah, the more second I'm thinking about it and like now the more I think about it, I'm like, God, I want them to be more, but they're not. They're terrible. Yeah, I uh, I I think that one and then this next one are probably the two easiest ones. Uh, Clemson, the Clemson Tigers. Oh, Ricky Bobby. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they've won – I don't even know how many years consecutively now. It's kind of got to that point where you're like, what's the point of counting? Um, but obviously they're, they're – you know, they may not be the favorite on paper, and we'll get more into that later. But um, obviously, you know, if, if, if we're honest, uh, they're the ones that, that, you know, if you ain't first, you're last. has definitely been their mantra in the ACC for the last several years. Uh, Duke, Duke Blue Devils. Ooh, you know what? I – um. I actually like Duke this year. I think they're an overnight X. I really do. Okay. Well, so what 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 do you think is going to change? Just just real quick. I don't know, man. Because I don't think a lot of people think about it, but they finished like nine and four last year. Okay, and like Riley Leonard's good. 
And Mike Elko is not a bad coach now. And I really think that they probably – I think more Texas A&M – because Texas A&M had a mass exodus. I think more Texas A&M kids and everybody else kind of probably transferred over there. But that Duke football is known for being ass, and they're not about to be that way. Every once in a while, they got a magical season. But I feel like they're, they're ground and pound, little, little gritty. And that's super not Duke. So, I don't know. Seems like a rebrand. Seems like an overnight rebrand. That's my thought process on it. I'm going to call them an overnight X. Okay. Uh, I'll make this one quick. Florida State Seminoles, we know we know that's a Ricky Bobby this year. That's it, a Ricky Bobby. It, which is crazy to think about compared where they were just a few years ago. But I, I we'll just we'll leave it at that. We know what that is. Uh, Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Uh, just cheeks. Thank you. Uh, Louisville Cardinals. Oh, okay. Um, that might be Ocean Gate. I I agree. Or, I, I have or, them. Or it could be Impossible Burger. I I don't. The problem with Impossible Burger is they don't. They. Okay, you're right. I I, I could see that. The the only reason I would they say had an overhaul, dude. They had an overhaul in the in the. I I know, but portal. I know, and we'll get into it, but the. the the only reason I think they could be Ocean Gate is because their schedule's so bad that if I'm sitting there and I'm a Louisville fan, like we got to yeah. we we have a good chance of only losing one game and making it into the ACC championship. I we'll I wouldn't, you know, that's 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 the thing. Their schedule is that bad. We'll get into that more though. Uh, Miami that's Hurricanes. Probably my de- that's probably my deciding factor on that. Hurricanes. Oh Jesus, that's a burger. It's a burger. That's really. A burger, man. See, I, I, I I'm I, not high on them. I'm okay. Just just let's table this, but I, I I think they're I think they're a different category, and I'll explain more when we get get You're to that 3, point. Thousand? Is it three thousand? No, 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 no. It, it's uh, different. Uh, uh, North Carolina Tar Heels. That seems like a year three thousand to me. That's a good one. I, I I didn't think of it that way as much. I was thinking of them being more of the Ocean Gate. I think their expectations are really high with with Drake May. Um, but I think at some point they're just gonna do something dumb and lose. I mean, just yeah, they could be a half and half. Just, just I mean, like Mark, Mac Brown just knows how Mac to lose, Brown, lose Mac dumb Brown. games. Like he had Sam Howell and in that team, and they came into to Florida State and lost when like Florida State was like reeling. So I, I, and it was kind of like a convincing loss. It wasn't like a quick like you know they they tried to come back, but it was it was pretty embarrassing pretty quick. Uh, I think they have that in them. NC State Wolfpack. That's probably Ocean Gate. Oh no, no, no! You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna flip that. That's Oppenheimer. Really? Yeah. I see. This is this is the impossible team for me. I think they, they, everyone's gonna think they, they're better than they are, and I, I don't think so. Um, so I got them low, but I know they're good for one. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Pit Panthers. Oh. No way! Really? Have, you I think their expectations are that high? You think it's if it's it's win the ACC or or bust for them? Ah, uh, okay. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Um, I don't know because like they don't. Feel, I guess I guess we could put them at Ocean Gate, but I don't feel like they fit that category. See, I, they don't, Boone. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you what category they fit in. It's the Oppenheimer category. It's it's they, okay. they okay. And the reason for it, and we'll get into it, it. They play FSU, Louisville, and NC State, and all those teams can have some high expectations. 
And so I think they're just ripe to just pick one of them off and just completely derail their season. I think Louisville is one of those teams that's like, hey, we, we probably aren't going to lose that many games, but this is one of their harder harder games on the schedule. And then obviously FSU, that's towards the end of the year for them. So we'll we'll talk more about that. And then you okay. know NC State is what they have the perfect schedule to become that team. Um, Syracuse. Oh jeez, oh cheeks. Yeah, that's easy. Uh, okay, we'll just. Uh, but this is this is gonna be quick. Um, Syracuse, Virginia, Virginia Tech. Oh, oh they're all cheats, bro. They're all cheats. <laughs> if you and I are gonna dive into that, goddamn, they're bad. All right, and then uh, uh, this one could maybe fall into that category, but I'm not. I'm not giving them the the free out because this is my least favorite team in college football: Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Oh, this is year 3,000. 100%. 100%. They are going to become the, the old wake. And it's, they're going to try and run that, that goofy Mickey Mouse offense against so many teams with that long hold. And I, I think Sam Hartman was the chosen child. And since he's not there anymore, I think they're going to they, – they're acting like they can they can maybe do something with, with, with their new quarterback there. But – I, I don't I don't think it's gonna happen. I think they're gonna be back to cheeks, which is is where they belong. Year three thousand, one hundred percent. Okay, well let's let's get straight into it. Let's uh let's go straight to Boston College. You wanna you wanna go there first? Yeah, you know what I will. Okay, so um, just just as a heads up to everybody here, so kind of what we do is you know you're you're gonna go off the rip, gonna go all personal opinion. At the same time. Garrett and I are not professionals. Okay? <laughs> we're out here drinking gin and tonics on a Thursday night, and we're we're doing this. So just know everything we say is absolute. Okay, it's real. Um, but but for legal disclaimer, real quick, um, we don't have any advertisers, so we don't really need to worry about money. Um, that's okay. But we're doing but, credibility. Yeah, but <laughs> quick, quick. This is not uh, gambling advice. Um, do not bet money that you don't have and uh you know seek help if, if you if you have a problem we'll drop the hotline after this oh <laughs> uh, and for all of my texas listeners after this i understand we were joking ever since the vince young years i'll give you colt mccoy we're not going to give you sam ellinger years i'll give you colt mccoy years but post that i look i got high hopes for sark but You've had Colt McCoy and Vince. That's it. I'm sorry. All right. We're going to dive into it. Boston College. So, for those of you who do not know, Boston College last year went 2-6 and six in the conference and 3-9 and nine overall. <laughs> Jeff Appley is still the coach. And I got to tell you, I think this guy is probably gunning to get fired this year. He uh, he just wants to go back to the NFL. And for his sake, I hope he's done. Do you think um, do you think he gets fired before he voluntarily leaves? Definitely not. No. <laughs> Boston College doesn't have the balls. He's gonna wait. He's just gonna be calling dudes after every Saturday. He's like, hey did you catch the game? <laughs> yeah we lost pretty bad but I had no control over it. I just don't have the horses. And he's gonna try to pull connects to get back to the NFL. So look He's gone. Uh, so I don't have a terribly a lot of high hopes, but but you're gonna understand why I think maybe they can make some noise. Okay, so coaching changes. Uh, Steve Shemko was promoted to OC. Rob Chazinski was promoted from analyst 
to associate head coach of offense, which sounds so convoluted. What a joke of a title. But for those of you who are college football listeners, Chodzinski used to be at the U of M. He's a little Miami guy. And then he also spent a stint with the Colts during the Pagano to Reich years. So, what, hey, not, what, not bad. What has to happen in your life for you to go from working with University of Miami and the, and, and the Colts? Well, I don't even want to say that. Just, just th- like this guy is is not failing upwards; he's failing downwards. Like, and then you you go to Let's like, talk. yes, a uh, uh, analyst. I, I, this is like a very Willie Willie Taggart like situation here, but we'll uh, we'll keep going. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think I've seen this a lot of times in my line of work with the, you working with older white dudes, and uh, basically this is. I just wanted to retire in Boston, and that's where he's at. So. Good on you, Rob Chizinski, for just, one of the most racist parts of America. He's just going to Boston uh, Red Sox games, just like yeah, like uh, on on like normal hours of work. It's like, hey, we got practice tonight, coach. And like, nah, I'm I'm gonna be over at Fenway. I got a lot of dogs with my name on it that need eating. Yeah, that's that's the Chizinski lifestyle. Uh, so starting quarterback. Emmett Moorhead, which for those of you who are paying attention to the ACC, which I know is all of you. <laughs> that was a guy who stepped in for Jerkovich last year when he got injured. And, oh, no. Uh, oh, yeah. no. Well, hold on now. Hold on now. Not as bad as you think. He went 115 for 192 for 1,254 passing yards, 59.9 completion percentage and 10 touchdowns and six interceptions. So, like, at first it was looking good. Then you see the touchdowns to the interceptions ratio, and you're like, oh, they're bad. <laughs> so, yeah, they're bad. Um, key players, Emmett Moorhead. That's it. That's, that's all. <laughs> they're not good. They're not good. Uh, key losses, Zay Flowers, gone. Bill Jerkovich, gone. Jaden Woodby, gone. Dr. Berry, gone. Jason Bader, Marcus Valdez, gone. All these guys are yeah. gone. And That's a tough list. And you know, you know the biggest loss on here. I know you kind of have him ranked, and I think Zay Flowers is, is probably reasonably the most. But if we're going to talk about locker room guys, you, you know who who's going to be a huge loss for this team? Jaden Woodby, the the Jaden Woodby of the formerly voted most likely to become president. Fame at FSU before he he, uh, he tweaked an ankle and it was uh, was basically out. I think that that that's a uh, you, you think you think that's good? shit after he left. I, I have a feeling you feel like the only reason you put him on there was for that reason. <laughs> I don't yeah, I don't know yeah, if he was it, considered. It, 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 all right, well you know what I'm actually gonna I'm gonna give a shout out here to uh, BC's SB Nation because they did a lot of this for me. They did the research ahead of time, so thank you. BC, SB Nation, wherever you are. Uh, but they threw Jaden Woodby on there, which I was kind of like, oh, that's wild. I didn't know he had that much of an impact. But apparently he did. Um, but here's the thing. All right, here's where a part of me, and maybe this is the Orlando bias in me, I saw who they brought in through the transfer portal, and I went, okay, that's not bad. They took Ryan O'Keefe, wide receiver out of UCF, don't care. And Tommy Castellanos, quarterback, UCF. Both of Don't. those dudes are now in Boston College. 
Don't care. Then I've got a lineman out of a uh, little defensive action, George Rooks from Michigan. So they got pull from Michigan, which is wild. Uh, All right. Hold, got, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Go for I, it. Sorry, we're spending way too much time on Boston College, but I have to stop you and ask this. Do you, do you feel like UCF to Boston College is, is a step up in life? Uh, I mean, in terms of these boys, like you're in Boston, so yeah, but I'm going to tell you right now, especially for some UCF fans that might listen to this, Tommy Castellanos, that one hurt when he left. That guy that guy was nuts, okay? But he's not even going to start. Ryan O'Keefe's good too now. And you lost Jerkovich and you lost Zay Flowers. If Emmett Moorhead goes down, you got a solid backup. So, so all these billboards that uh, UCF puts up around uh... – <laughs> around the state of Florida to oh, try and en- entice other fans to get mad and, and create this fake rob- rivalry with them in Miami and Gainesville and, and Tallahassee. Let me so you're, you you're telling you... me, you're telling me that they can't keep players away from Boston college. And they're trying to, to also compete. They should have saved some of that money. They put those billboards up with and, and pass it along to these players to keep them. You're talking silly son. You don't know about UCF. You don't know about this. Gus Malzahn pull. That's for, that's a conversation for another day. That's All right, sorry, wrong day. conference, wrong conference. Yeah, that's Big Twelve day. But all of this, I'm gonna give the over under at four and a half on the season. Oh no! Oh my no! Oh yes. All right, I gotta see this. Hold on, we're gonna go through the schedule. We gotta we gotta yeah. give our due diligence. We'll go quick. We'll go quick. Um, we don't have to necessarily do this for everyone. Uh, you know what? Let's do it for everyone. It'll be quick. Um, let me let me let me pull the schedule up. This is. Unless they're playing like, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, you're gonna look at this and you're gonna be like, mm. do they have like it's, the Louisville schedule? Like, what is going on? It's doable. Here? It's do. All right, oh I my. All right. Oh, no, no. I'm. Uh, okay. Team, you, you, you can give it to me. Give it to me. Game number one's Northern Illinois at home. Loss. That's a dub in my opinion. No, that's a loss. Move on. Next. Holy Cross at loss. That's a dub. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dub. All right, all right. One and one. FSU loss. 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 Louisville loss. Loss. Virginia loss. I don't know, man. Virginia's terrible. They're so bad. I'm counting that as a dumb. We're at three. In mine, in my view, we're at three. Army loss. Tech. Mm, that's gonna be one of the worst games of the year. <laughs> Lost. That game is gonna be played at nine thirty a.m. and people are gonna tune in and be like, "Are they playing in like Ireland?" And it's like, "No, nah, they just no one no, wants they, to watch." They're so bad, nobody wants to watch. <laughs> no, they, they just want to be able to watch all the other teams play afterwards. <laughs> okay, here comes here comes the one that's a bit of a toss up, but I'm counting it as a dub. Put me at four. UConn at home. Yeah, I I can give you. Uh, yeah, that, they didn't even have a team last year or two years ago. Exactly. Syracuse away, lost. And then I got Virginia Tech, which again, they're not good. What's that? Um, uh, so, they have so many cheeks. ACC teams Jackson, on their schedule. Jackson B number five, right there. That's what it is. This is all cheeks. Away, which is. Which is a loss, and you, you host Miami. That's a loss. I don't know. I see potentially four or five. On All right. Schedule. All right. I'll give you. I'll give you four and a half. All right. Let's. Uh, let me pull. Let me pull it up in here and, and see what 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 Vegas is saying. 
So for for Boston College, oh my gosh, I, I, I was looking at this list. And I'm like, did they not even give a line? It's that bad. Uh, they're giving. They they're, they're they're saying five and a half, Boone. <laughs> I'm over here struggling to get to four. <laughs> I think I told you, bro. This is nuts. It's nuts. All right, all right. I'm uh, I'm gonna put this one down as one that we should uh, consider uh, taking. So if, if it's a point difference, I think we should consider taking. We're at least a point here. I'm I I'm leaning towards it. four. I can tease it. Man, I that is. Something okay, <laughs> all right. Uh, so let's, let's go to Clemson. This one will be a little bit more, uh, more fun. We probably don't need to go too in depth with them because it's pretty, let's no, be honest, they're they don't have too much going on, they don't have too much going on. They don't they don't bring transfers in. Dabo doesn't believe in it. It's gonna be this will be quick. Let's let's it's funny, it's funny that you bring that up because I made note of that. So, as you guys know, old old Pastor Dabo's over there in Clemson. Who who is his only only transfer portal uh, get this this time around? Um, none other than good old quarterback Paul Tyson out of Arizona. And I'm telling you, when you read articles about Clemson, they talk a lot about this guy coming in. It's it's that's all they talk about. They when they talk about quarterback, they don't mention anyone else on the team. I dug I dug deep. I was like, that can't be it. It was. <laughs> It was one guy, white guy, <laughs> quarterback, Arizona State. Oh, man, Dabo loves the portal. But, all right, yeah, so uh, previous year, they went 8-0 in conference, 11-3 overall. Coaching changes, they uh, they got rid of Streeter, which, you know, I'm with a couple other people. I think that was forced. I don't think Dabo was going to make that, pull, that call. But they brought in Garrett Riley from TCU, which kind of sucks because – Oh man, if they if they figure it out, he saved his job, which sucks. But I don't like Clemson, but respect that they're this good. Freaking hate it. They're, they're... As Florida State fans, I know you can agree with this. I hate them, but I love them, which is why I want them to come with us wherever we go. But nevertheless, I hate them. Starting quarterback, we got Clay Cup or Clay Cade Clubnick. Uh, key players returning. I again have Cade Klubnik. Running back Will Shipley, linebacker Jeremiah Trotter, D tackle Tyler Davis, wide receiver Antonio Williams, and guess who's back from injury? D and Xavier Thomas. That's right. I thought he was gone. It's got to be his seventh year in college. He's back. They're going to need it because they lost Miles Murphy, Brian Brzee, Trenton Simpson, KJ Henry, Jordan McFadden. And then our good old Hawaiian buddy, DJ Uyunglele. Kobe Pace transferred out, which was a shocker. DJ Dudley transferred out, and Davis Allen got drafted. I love that your uh, your DJ uh, pronunciation was it was better than what we would hear most weeks on uh, on, on on the broadcast. Uji Buji and I know you were. I know you were. I know you're joking. That's the worst part. Uh, so, so what? What do you have? You what do you have them for for your your line? If you're gonna give them a blind line, I don't think you're gonna like it. Okay, it's eleven and a half. So you, you think they? You think that they probably are gonna maybe lose one game? Uh, maybe I do. <clears throat> I do. All right, let's pull the schedule. Uh, uh, let's just go through who we think on is on the schedule that that could even be debated. So, 
they've got Duke. That's a win. Charleston Southern, Florida Atlantic. Um, fourth week right, of so, the season for them, they play Florida State. That's 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 the big one. That's the big one for me. That's the one where I think maybe the L comes, and if it doesn't, you got Notre Dame. They're going to win one of those games. My so I hear what you're saying, but my thing is with them, and and this is we're probably going to be way off on this. They also they have Florida State. They've got. They've got Notre Dame, which Notre Dame is what they are, but I think they can at least give them a, a, a challenge. The only benefit with that is they play them at home. And then they've got UNC, who they also play at home. So those are all games that I think could be struggles for them. Because I, I don't think this is the same Clemson team that we've seen before. Because if, if you look back at it, like they've had so many close calls and they've just barely got over the edge in the last several years. This isn't like – this isn't like they've been a good team and they've maybe slipped up once here and there. This is like they've had so many. I mean, like they almost like there's so many close calls that they, they probably had no business losing to those teams. And they ended up winning. And, you know, it probably was it was what should have happened. But they've had so many close calls. And I don't know if that was a DJ thing or if it was a just Clemson moving in that direction. I, I also see South Carolina on there, and I, you may not feel the same, but I, I think that team is going to be competitive com- compared to, to, to some of these others. On this, I mean, I think South Carolina is up there with UNC. I think they're they're going to be a competitive team on some level. So I, I I see one, two, three, four, maybe five of MC State something. I don't think we think they're anything, but like, you've got a few games that like to me could be a coin flip. So I think you're way too high. I, I'd be closer to like nine and a half. I think if we split the difference, we're closer to 10. Well, all right, all right, all right. Here's what I'm going to tell you. The safe, and that's where I was going to go. The safe pick here is 11 and a half. Because if Clemson is what Clemson normally is, one loss is probably correct. But I will give you this. The, the three that I went, maybe, because I honestly think that Carolina is going to be a bit of a shell of themselves this year, uh, especially with that Tez Walker crap, which we'll get into that later. But Florida State, that is feeling like an L, but they could pull it out because it's at home. Then you got Notre Dame again at home, but then you're away to South Carolina. Now, here's the wild card. It's away. Duke, right out the gate. They could catch him, baby. They could do it. I, 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 uh, Tony, I'm, I'm a little high on Duke, all right? Like, so you're, I'm talking you off the fence a little bit with 11 and a half? I mean, I could have put 10 and a half, but I'm telling you, like, again, if I'm a betting man, like, 11 and a half seems safe. Because on, on, I could definitely bet the under on that, and I'd probably be correct. I, hell, I'd make money off of that. But I'm just saying, like, if push came to shove, knowing Clemson, knowing how to win those close games, like, 11 and a half just feels correct. Okay. I, I I said I'm not at nine and a half. That's what that's what Vegas is at. Vegas is at nine okay. and a half. So I really I think you can't I, I will say you haven't I talked must be me off buying in the media. You haven't talked me off the ledge. I think you can go all you want and put your money on that, but I think from a collective we're definitely not not there. So I think that's that's one we probably wouldn't consider yeah, picking. Man, I'm gonna throw that away. All right. So uh let, let's let's get into the next one. Um where do you want to go next? You wanna just go keep going alphabetical order here for us? Uh, we can, yeah, and then we can touch on uh, Mr. Duke. All right. So if we went right. alphabetical order, where were we at? Florida State is that next? Oh, uh, we were just we're, just, we're going in the aforementioned Atlantic. Yes, yeah, so I can do Florida State. Okay, all right. that's fine. Uh, all 
right. Uh, yeah. All right. So as you guys know, we're we're biased, but I'm gonna try to remove as much bias as possible with this. So here we go. <clears throat> Mike Norvell, head coach, last year he was eight and three in conference, uh, ten and three overall. So those three fucking structure three. <clears throat> the NC State game should have never happened. All right. Uh, co- coaching changes. Uh, we got rid of Woodson, which I personally felt was needed. I'm not going to mention other coaches that probably should go, but that's all right. Pat Sertan comes in for the DBs, and God damn it, has he made a difference. Starting QB, of course, Jordan Travis. Key players, Jordan Travis again. Jared Verse, Trey Benson, Johnny Wilson, and the newcomer, Keon Coleman. Key losses, Jamie Robinson. That hurts because the secondary outside of the linebackers has probably been one of the weaker points on this team. Cam McDonald. I I struggled to even put him on here as a key loss. Dude was too busy playing yoga out on Landis Green. Uh, Pokey Wilson's gone. That's a veteran wide receiver. But, again, you brought in Keon Coleman, so it doesn't make a bit of a difference. Robert Cooper's off that D-tackle spot, and Dylan Gibbons is off the O-line. As you guys know, Norvell is a king of the portal. Went out to UVA, got Central Cypress, so for the uh, secondary, great get. Daryl Jackson from Miami, love that. They just robbed him just because they could. (laughs) Yeah, he there might he might not be playing there. He might not I mean, be playing, but he's definitely not playing for them. So I'm, <laughs> I'm here for it. We're going to play chess, Mike. Fair enough. You know who is playing at defensive tackle? Braden Fisk, because I got that guy. Yep. Yep, he's my next guy up. Braden Fisk comes in from Western Michigan. Keon Coleman, aforementioned, uh, comes in from Michigan State. Jaheim Bell, who, again, Florida State fans, we recruited this dude out of high school. He's... Former teammates with Tate Rodemaker. Just makes sense for him to be here. And uh, Kyle Morlock out of Shorter College. I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. We don't need to go too de- in deep about this. We will just for the listeners. But uh, I got us over under 11. Yeah, I I like that number. I think that would be, for me, that, that feels like a disappointment if you're not on that. I We can dive into the schedule here a little bit, but I think, yeah, the one question I have for for Mike is, can he get across the line with some of these close games? For for some of these close games, he hasn't really proven it uh, yet at at this level. Um, getting those those top ten to twenty wins, I think LSU last year was obviously a really big win. It was the first year with with Brian Kelly, first game with Brian Kelly. Um, they got across the line just barely. They uh, they probably shouldn't have won that game. Um, you know, Brian. They I don't know how they didn't go for two. I'm still to this day shocked they didn't go for two. But um, if you take that one away, there's just nothing impressing. So I think that's the big question. I think the biggest thing for me though is is you know when you list the key players, you go through several that are that are hugely talked about and and are you know pretty much on the top you know, awards list uh, for their position between Jared, Trey Benson, Johnny Wilson, Keon, and, and, and Jordan Travis. But two two people you didn't admit, well, three really, that you didn't mention in that key players is is Fintrell, Brandon, and, and Jaheim Bell. I know you mentioned them on the transfer portal, but, man, those guys, they were thought of so high in the transfer. I, mean, I remember when Fintrell Cypress got, got poached from UVA. I mean, UVA, like, not only their fans, but they're, like, coaching staff has been publicly saying like how corrupt FSU is in, in, in the way that they were able to swoop in and get him 
Um, I'm sure there's probably a lot of allegations around NIL and things like that. But, I mean, between them and Jaheim Bell, I mean, literally Jaheim Bell is like, it's just another South Carolina player that we've just taken off of them. That was one of their better players that started. And then, you know, Brandon Fisk, he, he obviously was injured going into the portal. But, <laughs> but I mean. Sandstorm's coming, baby. It's coming. We, that's going to be the new swag surf at, at Florida State is, uh, is Sandstorm. We just take everything, we're all their traditions. We're going to it off in South Carolina. <laughs> we're just going to get rid yeah, we're just gonna get rid of uh, Osceola and Renegade and just straight to Sandstorm and just, just full in on, on South Carolina 2.0. And then we're going to kick them out of their own conference. <laughs> we should swap. What if the SEC and the ACC swapped? That would be good. <laughs> I would. I really would. I think they're a perfect fit for the ACC. I, I, I think if the SEC, if it was up to them and they could do it, they would. They would do it in a heartbeat. Um, if they don't trade Vanderbilt, they trade Kentucky and South no, Carolina. No, they would get rid of South Carolina before, <laughs> before then. Vanderbilt's right. too academically strong. But, yeah, right, okay, so we'll run through the schedule. Uh, I'm with you because Mike has not exactly hit the most, like, oh, my God, he got over the hump type kind of game. And I think right out the gates, you pissed LSU off last year. They're probably trying every damn thing in the book to be ready for us, especially they're going to send the house on kicks. So in Orlando, yeah, let's chalk it up to an L. It's an L. So you start the year, one loss. Southern Miss, dub. Boston College, dub. In Clemson's backyard, Mike has never had a top 10 or top 15 True road game dub, and I think this is where it happens. I feel it in my bones that it's going to happen. So, Clemson, that's a dub. Virginia Tech, trash, dub. Syracuse, dub. Duke, dub. Wake, Wake, you better prepare yourselves because we're coming to Snuggy Hill to take it all. I'm going to run that thing up to 77 myself. I will be in it running back. I'm done with Wake. That's a dub. Pittsburgh. Now, this is a tough one, okay? Because you probably just had an emotional high off of Wake. This could be a, be a trap game. We, we've come a long way. Yeah, this is a trap game, okay? Yeah, we had a tough game the week before, okay? Who's <laughs> out there in Snuggy Hill? This is a trap game, potentially. It's in Pittsburgh. It's late, or it's early November. Still think it's a dub. We're going to desecrate Miami. That's a dub. North Alabama, which is a Cupcake right before we go play in Florida. Dub, dub. So, yeah, at this point, like, I only see Clemson as the potential, like, maybe they're better than we think. And that's not as easy as the dub as I expect it to be, um, which is why I got it at a hard 11. Um, but LSU, we're, we're good for one. We're good for one, if not two on here. Because I'll tell you what, I'm not sold on this team being elite. They're not undefeated playoff caliber in my eyes. Like, hell, we hadn't even won the ACC in years. So, in my mind, 11 is a good place to put it. It's a fairly simple schedule outside of two, three teams. Unless Florida decides to get weird. I don't know. But 11 is where I got it. I, 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 I see where you're going from. I, my, my biggest problem is – Here's where I am. I think Miami and Florida are are on paper. We should Florida State should should win those games. I think the only issue you have is is both of those teams are Wipe one of them like toilet paper. Yeah, but here's the thing. Well, two things. 
every time Florida State, Miami and, and Florida State, Florida play, the games are closer than typical. Uh, there's a few occasions where that's not the case, but they, more often than not, those games play a lot closer. It's just a rivalry. You know, teams don't show up and roll over. They don't just get the score run up on them. I think last year was a, a unique occasion against uh, Miami. But, I mean, if you look at Florida and Florida State last year, I think that was more of of uh, indicator of kind of how this rival these rivalries go in the state. And so I think those games could be closer. I think Florida State's obviously going to be favored going into them. Um, I think, you know, Florida and, and Miami may be playing more for like a bowl game bid. I think Miami is going to be a little better. But um, my, my biggest problem with both these games is they're at the end of the season. And Miami's completely changing the way they look. I think they're changing and simplifying that offense. Um, yeah. it could, it, it, they could look really good by the end of the year. Tyler Van Dyke's not a joke. I think he was a no. joke last year because of their offense. Um, but I think he, he could show up and really provide issues for Florida state. And so you can't, I don't think we can just chalk that up to a dub. Uh, and then Florida, I, I, I would say that there, there could be a problem, but my biggest problem with, with Florida is they're, they don't have a quarterback. And so uh, I know this isn't an sec pot, but they're just, I don't see them being good. I think Miami, if, if I had to put Miami versus Florida, I think Miami is going to be the better team this year, uh, which okay. would, be, would, would be a big shock. I think for a lot of people, but I, I just think Miami has enough talent and I think their coaching is probably a little bit better. Uh, and when you combine those two things, um, you, you, I think you're gonna have a little bit better and their schedule is easier. So I think you're just, when you, we get to the end of the year, I think if you compared Miami and Florida, let's just say they played in a bowl game, I think Miami would be favored by 10 points. Um, so with that said, I think, you know, there, the, the, the odds of you winning that the, the, both of those games, I think is closer to 75%, but you could probably chalk up a, a quarter or a half of a loss between those two teams, which yeah. brings me down to, to 11 and a half just there. And then when you start talking about Pittsburgh, I think they're probably another quarter of a loss. I, I, I think, you know, you talk about there's just two or three other teams on the schedule that are, are not, you're not worried about, but um, you know, we do have Duke on the schedule. I'm not as worried about them, but you could add them to like a tenth of a loss. So you're getting no man, watch out for the Dukies. You're you're getting closer to that full one full loss that's outside of just those those two big games. And so when you add Clemson and LSU, and let's just say they're both toss ups, I'm putting us closer to if I was gonna set a line, I would put us closer to that ten win and a push, um and, and, and get us closer to that because I just think Mike hasn't proven it. There's a few. I, I think people think the schedule's easier than it really is. Right. Um, we haven't even really talked about Pitt. I mean, you're just you're looking yeah, at Pitt scares me, man. You're looking and Pitt's right at the end of the season. It's kind of like you said, a trap game. You're you're coming you're coming off a week where you played Duke, and then you got to go play Wake Forest away, and then you got to play Pitt away, and then you're also looking ahead to that Miami. Right? I mean, that's not going to be fun. I think this the, if this team does go. 11 and one or 10 and two, it's going to be a good year. Um, and, and, and I think they're, I think you can also still say they're the Ricky Bobby team. Like you can't not, you know, this is your chance. You got to do it. So well, um, divisions are gone. So, I mean, we could lose one or two and probably still be. In. So okay. for me, I'm putting it closer to a 10. I know you have 11. Um, okay. Let's, I, I think they're actually favored um, from like a, a, you know, from a if, if you were going to pick get numbers for odds on, on who's going to win the ACC, I think they're favored over Clemson. Um, but if you're at, if you're actually going to look at the 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 win the win loss, it, uh, they're they're at ten right now. So they're right. That mm. Vegas is right where I'm at. I, yeah. That's 
I, I think if you just fair, I'm just giving us a, a, a coin flip between LSU Clemson, which is probably not well, fair. And the, but the thing is, if you if you win those two games, you're going to hit ten easily. Like I, I, I'm right. confident in that. So, um, yeah, I, it, the, the good news is you can kind of you'll know pretty early on in the season um, where you're going to be. Uh, but the problem is, is is if you do lose those two games, you could still get the push on at, at ten. Um, but oh, man, you're like that's tough. That's a that's a tough spot to be in because you can't make any mistakes and you've got I people are underestimating some of the, the teams on the schedule. It's a tough schedule. I think it, it's it's harder than what people are, are giving them credit for. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But uh we digress. I'm sure we'll we'll dive into it more as the season goes. But uh with that being said, I'm gonna move on to Louisville because the the prodigal sons have returned in the Ville, baby. The Brom family is back in action. Head coach Jeff Brom, offensive coordinator Brian Brom. They're back and they're ready for vengeance, okay? So last year, under Scott Satterfield, they went four and four in the conference. They went eight and five overall. Were there any coaching changes? Hell yes! The whole coaching staff got overhauled. And as previously mentioned, Brian Brom is now the OC and the quarterback's coach. For those of you who don't know, just look it up. The Brahms played football at Louisville. They are Louisville royalty. Okay, so it's it's incredible that this has occurred. Starting quarterback, still up for debate. They don't really know, but it's probably Jack Plummer, which was with Jeff Brom over at Purdue. Then he transferred out to Cal. Learned of that was one hell of a shitty program, and then saw the opportunity. It was like, hey, I'm going to Louisville. We're making it happen. Key players. We got Jawar Jordan, running back. We got a cornerback, Quincy Riley. This sickens me that this was on a website. But key player, cornerback, Jarvis Bromley. Gross. Offensive lineman, Brian Hudson, and D.N. Ashton Gilliot. Key losses, and thank God, Malik Cunningham is gone, okay? I'll say it. I hated the guy. He's so good. Linebacker Yasir Abdullah, he's gone. And, I, I, again, I got this off the Louisville website. I feel like this has got to be wrong because I feel like this is the dude who played guard for Virginia in basketball. But uh, corner Keytrell Clark, somebody fact-check me on that. I think I'm wrong. Uh, transfer portal. Like I mentioned earlier, way too many to name. Way too many to name. So we're just going to highlight a few. Again, Jack Plummer came from Cal. He's now at Louisville. Here we are. Marquise Groves Killebrew from Texas A&M. He's in. I could not believe my eyes when I saw this. Wide receiver from Jackson State, Kevin Coleman. He's now at Louisville. Mm. I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah. Corner, and this might be the best name in all of college football. Storm Duck from North Carolina has transferred in. Safety Devin Neal from Baylor and DN Stevan Heron from Stanford. And you guys thought Mike Norvell was the transfer portal king. It looks like it's Jeff Brom. Uh, even with all this and because it's flipped, I'm going to be real with you. You might think I'm crazy. But, again, they're, they're, uh, their entire schedule is, is a joke. I got him at over under nine. Mm. I, I, well, we got to look at the schedule. I, I know their schedule is easy in conference. I just, 
I don't know. Who, are they playing anyone out of conference? Let's look at it. But I, I will say while we're pulling that up, I mean, I know they went four and four last year and eight and five uh, out of conference or just overall. But uh, I, I is there not a team that you were more tight butthole going into playing than a team that had Malik Cunningham on it? Like that guy would just he he gave you like Lamar flashes and but it was like. I, you just knew he could he could just have one of those games and just beat you and and he he had a lot of bad games but he also had some of those where you're just like this is this could be a problem but uh, I agree I'm glad he's gone I don't think I don't think they're uh, uh, that that they're getting an upgrade with uh, Plummer but I could be wrong but let, let's see the schedule uh, you got it pulled up I got it pulled up week one we got Georgia Tech that's a dub Murray State that's a dub. Indiana, that's a dub. Boston College, that's a dub. So you're going four and zero, and then you're headed to NC State. This is where it gets interesting because I don't know that's how done. NC State's going to be, but I'm going to count it as a dub. So that's five and zero. <clears throat> then you host Notre Dame. That's a loss. Should be a loss, but I'm counting it as a loss. So we're at five and one. Pitt the very next week at Pitt. That's a loss. Five and two. You host Duke. I think you actually bounce back this game. Not going to lie. But it could could be a toss-up. We don't know. But let's call six and two. So then Virginia Tech, that's a dub. Virginia, that's a dub. So we're already at eight. Louisville, Miami. I – I, yeah, you're, you're right. Miami Miami could, for all the things I said about them, they could suck next year. <laughs> yeah, they could. But last game year is uh, they host Kentucky, which, I don't know, man, Stoops has always been good for some defense. And if Louisville's not as good as we think and they've already got two, three losses, I think that's all L2. So, ultimately, I got them at eight or nine wins. Most I have them at nine wins, which is why I'm putting a hard line at over under nine. I, I like that. That's the not, that's the line I would have came up. What's what's interesting too is is like I I think there's six games on here that are to, like like legitimate 50-50 toss ups like 55-55, 55-40. Like they're that close. Looking at it right now, I mean that's Miami, Louisville. You talk about Duke, Pittsburgh, Notre Dame, NC State. Like those, all the other games are their wins. Like so, you chalk those up as wins, and you and you you know you look at you. I think nine's I think a good number, roster, but. But but here's the deal. What if they come in and, and win those games? They play Louisville on September 29th. They win that game, and then you're like, okay, we're feeling good. What if they beat Notre Dame? You're you're all of a sudden you're going. You could lose one or two games, and you're still going to hit this over. Yeah, and then you and then if you're a Clemson or Florida State fan or a Pitt fan or any or an NC or a North Carolina fan, and you're trying to make that that ACC tournament or the ACC championship, you're saying we have a problem because Pittsburgh's going to run this league and not really have to play anyone better than, than, than Notre Dame. Like if you, if you scroll on the schedule, there's only one team that has a number next to it and it's 13 and that's Notre Dame, which I think a lot of people would may say is overrated. So they, I mean, going into the season, they probably have one of the easiest schedules in the country. That's that's a huge concern if you're a Clemson or Florida State fan because you know they're going into it thinking we could we could potentially lose one and still make it in because the the new structure and it's not divided by uh, by divisions. But 
Oh man, that could be, I still think that could be a huge problem. And and you're right with a new coach and all these transfers, it is hard to get that going again, but their schedule is so easy and it's easy early too. That's that, that helps. Yeah. So that's where to me, it's like they, so, they gain the momentum. They, then, so. Yeah. And I'll, I'll tell you right now, there's a few, few teams left in. There's a few teams left on the what what was uh, formerly the Atlantic Conference here that we probably don't need to spend too much time on, but uh, NC State, Syracuse, and uh, Wake Forest. Let's let's go through those real quick. Yeah, of course. So um, NC State, Dave Dorn, back at it again. Year four and four in the conference, eight and five overall. We got uh, coaching changes. He went. And this is a strange one to me. Uh, he went and got Robert and I as the OC from Syracuse. And then he got the, uh, OL coach from Virginia, <laughs> Garrett, uh, as John Garrison left for Ole Miss, uh, starting quarterback. This is, this is strange to me. They went out and got Brendan Armstrong from UVA. Okay. He was good, I guess. We got MJ Morris on the bench, which like we tried recruiting MJ Morris, and the games that he came in last year, he was, he was good. So like, I, all right, I have Brennan Armstrong as the projected quarterback. I personally think that MJ could beat him out, but that's just me. Uh, key players for you, obviously, ben, Brennan Armstrong comes in. That's that's wild. Uh, DL, we got CJ Clark. We got a running back out of the name of Jordan Houston, and a wide receiver, Keon Lassane. Key losses. Drake Thomas is gone. That linebacker. Thank Christ. Wide receiver Thayer Thomas is gone. Thank Christ. OL Chandler Zavala is gone. Durden's gone. Off the D-line. And safety Cyrus Fagan is gone. Uh, through the transfer portal. I'm sure you've heard me mention his name a bunch. Get sick of it. Brennan Armstrong comes in from Virginia. Dakari Collins comes in from Clemson as a wide receiver, and Dawson Yaramillo comes in from Oregon as an O-tackle. Uh, given everything, I still think this is a bit of a decline for Dave. Got the over-under to seven and a half for NC State. Mm. Okay. Let's uh, let's look at the schedule. Point and pull schedule. While you're doing that, I forgot I forgot to give you the, what, what Vegas is thinking of Louisville. Okay. You think, you think you're you, – you feel pretty confident over Vegas? I feel pretty good. I do because Louisville's got the easiest schedule in the nation, and they're yeah. definitely still good they, for a couple of losses. They got them at an eight, so I, you know, oh, it, we're sitting at nine. So that that takes that's that's two now that we're I got full, two overzealous. Uh, I got two overzealous Louisville. We got well. I don't know. I think we're. I think we got two. We got Boston College and in Louisville that were a full point off of Vegas. So I think we need to maybe look at that. Um, yeah. But yeah, let's look at NC State. Let's keep going. All right, NC State, we got Connecticut or UConn right out the gate. Dub, Notre Dame. That is a tough back-to-back on twenty-one. Yeah, that's a. You go to UConn and then you host Notre Dame. You feel so good about yourself, only to have it be cracked. Yeah, I think that's a, a, a loss. Yeah. But then the very next week they play VMI. What? Who scheduled this? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> That's a dub. Two and one. Virginia dub. Three and one. Louisville. Now I'm pretty sure we chalked this one up to an L. So three and two. Marshall. That's a dub. Four and two. 
Duke. Oh boy, this is a coin flip game. Uh, let's call it a loss. That's what I'm talking about. Four and three. Give me the All fighting right. Kirk Cousins, baby. <laughs> Clemson, we got that's a loss. Four and four. Now Miami. Oh, this is tough, man. This is tough. But I feel like NC State after a bit, just like I've had enough. <laughs> like, pull out the dub. So now we're at five and four. Wake Forest the next week. That's a dub. Six and four. And then we got NC State, Virginia Tech. That's a dub. Seven and four. And then we come into UNC at the very end of the year. We can go either way there. So I'm going to put – there are a handful of games on here that I'm like, it could go either way, which is why I'm putting it at seven and a half. Hmm. I – I don't have a good feel for them. I, I, I think that's a fair number. I think, I think if everything goes well, they could get to eight, but I, I don't see that. And so it could easily, easily turn. Um, so I, I agree. Let's, let's see, let's say seven and a half. Let's see what Vegas is putting them out this, this year. Ooh. Oh, this, this is, I don't know where this number came from. It, it's six and a half. Oh, I'm so close. I was thinking it could be closer to eight and a half. <laughs> no, Ooh. man, they're not. They're not good. They're not good. I don't know. Like when you look but at who they got to play, sometimes you're like, mm, I know, but for pound, you guys aren't there. But they haven't been that bad. I mean, they've got. I I think we we betting the over there would actually be a good play. It might be. It might. I be, think a lot they, has they, to they go. I think a lot has to go wrong for them to 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 be six and five. But I, we'll, we'll just have to see. Um, Syracuse, all right. we're not going to spend a lot of time on because. Yeah, let's fuck just. <laughs> fuck Syracuse. I'm I not afraid to say it, all right? Hold like, on. I didn't know you. <laughs> I didn't know you had that level of. of nah, just Dina Baby dis- sucks, bro. I'm done with this guy. Get fired, please. I'm over it. Oh, <laughs> man. Syracuse is fast. We got fast. All- you had one season, man. One season, and you shot it. You shot it in the foot. I love how your Syracuse is my Wake Forest. Like it's it's oh, I I I will I don't have the energy to get into my Wake Forest take tonight, but that's fair. But I like uh, if you catch me if you if you call me on a bad day, man. I am. I mean, you've heard it. I I can't handle Wake Forest. Right. Just the whole <laughs> Snuggy Hill, baby. <sighs> their baseball team was ranked first in the country, and they had like Dropped three it. people in their stands. I don't. Well, I, they, they, they don't also care. Have the attendance of a high school for their university. So, they're, they're, so, uh, so I, I was talking to someone um, that's well plugged in at Florida State, and they were telling me that they. Uh, long story short, they ran into um, in, in at, at one of the games. They ran into uh, um, the ACC commissioner this last year, and. The first thing they went to when they saw them was, "Hey, I know this is unprofessional, and I, I you know, I understand what, what you're going to say, but Wake Forest is wasting our money. They're not worth anything. I, we have a problem. I have a problem. Wake Forest. It is not just me. It's other people. And I didn't even bring this up. They just unsolicited said, like, we we're just talking about conference league. Like, what do we need to do? And he brought that up and said, I, I had a few too many beverages and went straight to him. And and what I I love that 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 person with that level of access could just just 
just go up to the to the ACC commissioner and say, "You're you're you have several people here, especially Wake Forest, that is just wasting our time and money." Anyways, let's. I, I don't even want to spend time on them. Let's just let's just. <laughs> I don't even. Let, just let's just go through the schedule. Let's not even talk about anything. Of no, Dino Babers is still there. Dave Cost yeah. is still there. Dino Babers uh. is still there. So Syracuse still fucking sucks. So if you guys didn't know, previous year they were four and four in the conference. They went seven and six. They lost. They lost Sean Tucker. All right. What? What else? I don't. We Sean don't even Tucker's need to go as deep. If he, you know what? You know who else is gone? The entire coaching staff. They all wanted out. Screw you, baby. How bad are you as a coach? Nobody wants a coach under you. It's too many to name. Five right. assistants left, man. Five. I'm. I'm honestly okay with not even going through the schedule. What? What do you have them at? You have them at five wins. All right, listen to this. Listen to this. Their first game is Colgate College. Are we joking? The very next week, they play Western Michigan. Those are both 50-50s. That's one win for me. I don't know, man, because Georgia Tech's on this list, and they're ass. Wake Forest is probably a dub. That's four. (laughs) All right. right, Let's see. All right, I, I, that's going to be a war at the end of the year. I think Virginia Tech's going to be better, though. I think they're going to be trending in the right direction. Duke, they're going to lose to Louisville. They're going to lose to Georgia Tech. Uh, probably lose to Georgia Tech. Miami, they're going to That's all I'm going to say. Dude, I, I, can't, I can't find you more than three, maybe four wins. I can't. Which is fair. That's fair. And maybe I'm getting overzealous with Syracuse's offense here. I think, I think I, we're I'll closer to three I'll or four. Sean Tucker's gone. Matt Bergeron's gone. Deuce Chestnut's gone. But I, they went out and grabbed a corner from Notre Dame in the name of Jaden Bellamy, got an O tackle in Joe Moore from Richmond, and a safety out of Nebraska, Jaden Gould. Okay, I, we're spinning weights. I don't care about them. Let, no. I, so right, I, I'm saying I'm saying three or four. You're saying five. So let's say four. Okay. Um, what, what's Vegas got? Virginia's got them at three and a half. That, that's so bad. Oh my god. I, three and a half, really? I just out of. <laughs> They're like good for the I really want to go. I can't. I really want it. I feel like that's bait, though. I I feel like the, the Vegas really feels like three, and they're just like let's bait people and say three and a half, and people are gonna be like, we got it. We got it. It's gonna be like four and above. I really do. I I, I don't think I don't. I don't think I'm not great, but I don't think they're that bad. I'm not convicted enough to say we need to go one way or the other on that. I, I think that's we stay away from that. That's too close. That's that's just a we'll, nightmare. We'll move on because I hate this guy, but and we're gonna move on from the guy I hate to the guy you hate. Wake Forest and Dave Clawson, everybody. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna have to make this quick. I can't help my, I can't help myself. You're gonna have to make it quick. Last year they went three and five in the conference. Apparently they shit the bed after they play us, which <laughs> damn it. They went eight and five overall. There's no coaching changes to to speak of. Uh, starting quarterback, we're looking at you, Mitch Griffiths. Key players, Donovan Green, wide receiver, defensive end, Jasheen Davis, and wide receiver, Jamal Banks. They're going to freaking need it because Sam Hartman's gone. A.T. Perry's gone. Nick Anderson's gone. Like, see ya. I got him at five and a half. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, they're starting off with four wins. They play Elon Vanderbilt 
Old Dominion and Georgia Tech. What? What a joke. They're getting much after. And then and then they play Wake Forest, which they can just say we're gonna or we play Clemson, uh, and they can just basically say we're gonna lose that game, and then we can focus on wait, uh, Virginia Tech next week. Just and so then you got a 50 50 game there. Oh my gosh. The only Maybe, reason I put it at five and a half is you got Syracuse at the end of the year. And then you get Pitt, Florida State, Duke, NC State, Notre Dame, and Syracuse. Oh my For me, those are all losses. I think five and a half is, is fair. Six. They're going to be, dude, this is going to be a fun team to watch and see if they make a bowl. Like, and it's going to be one of those bowls that no one cares it. about. That's that's going to be the Shreveport. <laughs> bowl. I told you, they're, they're returning to their old ways. This is going to be classic Wake Forest. Like, this ain't it. This ain't oh, my. It. We nailed this. It's six. They're at six. That's uh, We nailed that Woo-hoo! so hard. Look at that. Take it to the bank, ladies and gents. That's what's happening. All right. Let's hit the Coastal. Let's uh, let's focus on Duke and Georgia Tech at, at real quick, and then we can deep dive into Miami and North Carolina because I think they're worth some more time. Virginia, Virginia Tech. Let's... Yeah, I, think, I think we got to talk about Duke, but all right, let's go. All right, Mike we... Elko, everybody, head coach of Duke. <laughs> If you don't know him, get to know him, okay? Came from Texas A&M under Jimbo Fisher. He was 5-3 and three in the conference last year. He was 9-4 and four overall. Duke, everybody! Duke at 9-4 and four overall. No coaching changes to speak of. Riley Leonard's back at quarterback, and this guy's a hoss running the ball. Key players, we got Riley Leonard, Chandler Rivers at corner, Miles Jones at corner, Jordan Moore at wide receiver, and Jalen Coleman at running back. Key losses, they did lose a linebacker in Shaka Hayward, DB, Darius Joyner, and long snapper. Yeah, long snapper. You read that right. Duke put that on the damn website. Evan Deckers, he got (laughs) – I'm not joking. He got drafted. They were proud. It was weird. I mean, take what Uh, you can get. Shockingly enough, look who transferred to Duke. This should tell you about Mike Mike Elko's bull. Al Blades from Miami. He's gone to Duke. Miles Jones out of Texas A&M has also gone to Duke as a CB. Which, again, let me tell you, Texas A&M, he used to be there. And uh, all in all, I got Duke at eight and a half. Oh, you've got me. Um, I think I'm on the same. Gosh, you, your excitement is getting me. I think it's swaying me too much, but I'm, I'm going to ride with it. They got they got Clemson week one. I mean, Labor Day we weekend. It's possible. It's not. I'm not I don't, counting it. But it's I, possible. I think it would be a terrible. I don't. I kind of want to know what that line. Well, that'll be one we cover. I want to know what that line is because I, I feel have like to cover that one. I'm I feel so like we're gonna be so much lower than what Vegas. Maybe not. I don't know. But let, so you got they got Clemson. Let's just let's La say that's a toss up. <laughs> I'm just gonna say 50 50. I'm gonna do that math in my head. Uh, they got Lafayette. That's a win. Northwestern Connecticut wins. They got Notre Dame. I kind of feel in the same boat as Clemson. Like that's 50-50. I think NC State. I think let's call it, let's, let's call it a loss. So three and two. NC State's a dub. Okay, Wait, I, I, do that's fair. Like or do we say NC State was having? No, no, no. We said Duke uh, was winning that. They so, play Florida State. That's they have a chance. I think they're going to beat Louisville. And three. I, you know, I think we said that was a toss-up. They'll be Wake Forest. They'll be uh, UNC. I think is going to suck Virginia. by the end of the year. They're going to quit on that old man. He might die by the end of the year. I. That guy's so he old. Will. He probably will. Um, and then it's Virginia. Jerry Jones. <laughs> Jerry Jones. Oh man, I I, I, I I like Mac Brown, but I just that guy's so old. Um, and then they got Virginia and Pitt. I I think I think you're spot on. I think it might be need to be closer to nine. I mean, they went nine and three last year or nine and four. I, that's what I'm saying, man. Let's. See. I think I think nine and a half is like reasonable. Man. 
Nine and a half is reasonable. I think we, we might be over. Maybe Vegas is with us. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. So we've got nine and a half. Oh, no. Oh, my. Boone. Take, you, go straight to the bank tomorrow. Get a home equity line of credit. What we got? Vegas has Duke at six and a half. No way, bro. <laughs> we got <laughs> Way better. It's way better than six and a half. I'm telling you right now, it's happening. Oh, this is this is nuts. You guys, We're betting the house. Right, like, I don't I don't support this, but like everybody put a hundred bucks. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it for legal reasons. I'm not gonna say it. Damn it, that's where the taken. That's robbery. I can't believe they're treating them like that. That's terrible. <laughs> oh right. man, I, I can. Uh, I think they're gonna get well, six and a half before November. I think uh, I think I've been a little too favorable to half these teams, which is how I'm going to lead into tech. But here we go. First year head coach, Brent Key for Georgia Tech. Now, last year they went 4-4 four and four in the conference wait, at 5-7. Wait, and seven. where is Brent Key from? Is he just like some random I guy? Don't know. I don't um, know. You keep going. I'm going to look this up. Okay. Uh, coaching changes? Yeah, the whole damn staff, everybody. Uh Positions of merit, though, I don't I, – I, I, I'm telling you, man, I went to the Georgia Tech website, and it was so strange. They got the D.C., co-D.C. as Kevin Scherer. All right. Before, uh, the other D.C. was not named. But I, 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 have, I have respect for your research, Ben, but we're just, – just based on this, I'm, I'm going to cut you off. Um, so, so he's been he's, – Brink, he's been with Georgia Tech since 2019. Oh hell no! He's he was their off he was offensive line coach, and then last year he was promoted to interim head coach. Um, he was, already had it in the wing. He was at Alabama prior as the offensive line coach. Oh shit! <laughs> oh damn it! <laughs> this is not going to go well for them. You no, can't. I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about. Nobody listened to me about Georgia Tech, but to be fair, I wasn't kind to them. Their OC is Buster Faulkner and everybody back home in Tallahassee. Oh my Chris gosh. Winky! <laughs> Starting quarterback. They've got it between two dudes, but the one they're leaning hardest towards is transfer quarterback Haynes King from Texas AM. The other guy's got to fight Zach Gibson, which was from Kent State, Akron, or whatever bullshit Mac school it was. I don't know. I don't care. Key players. It's their transfers. <laughs> Who knew? Haynes King and Dominic Blaylock from UGA. Key losses were Jeff Sims and Nate McCollum, who was a wide receiver. And again, they're, they had a handful of acquisitions in the portal, but none of them were any good. So I'm going to put Dominic Blaylock on there. My line I got for him is four. Oh, man. That's. <sighs> when you get good. that low, it's so hard to like. to, to... To to bet, to it, it's hard to care. <laughs> let's just say it. It's hard to care about Georgia Tech. Louisville's their first game loss. South Carolina State dub. Okay, one and one. Here comes here comes hate. Okay. Oh no, Miss, I, Ole Miss. You gotta play Ole Miss. Oh that's no, that's a loss. Wake Forest. <laughs> that's a loss. Bowling Green. Ah, that's a dog fight. But I'll give them the dub. That's two dubs. Very generous. Okay. 
Yeah, generous is, is Jesus Christ. UNC, that's a loss. Virginia, that's a win. Virginia sucks. Uh, and you guys are going to hear this later. <laughs> Clemson's a loss. Syracuse, that's a loss. And Georgia, don't even show up. Don't pull up. Closer than the experts think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Call it a bomb threat or something. I don't know. Don't show up to that game, George. It's not going to happen. Four was generous. I really should have given him three. No, I'm going to change that. I'm giving him three. Oh, man. All right. I don't even. This is one that I feel like we probably didn't get in line for. Uh, George Texian, in four and a half. Better, better than. Uh... Are you shitting me? I was closer with four. I talked myself out of it. I think that's, I think that's one worth putting the under on. I, I just don't yeah, see I'd it. Slap, I'd slap the under on that. That's terrible. It's not like they brought in a new coach and a new offensive court. Like they, they're not doing anything new. So why, why expect – I, I, mean, I don't see this going. Maybe they got better culture and philosophy, but you definitely didn't get the players. I mean, you got worse – no. I, I, culture and philosophy doesn't win you games. That's, uh, no, it doesn't. So it can, I think it, this, I, it I can, was, I'm going to slap it, the under. It can lose you games. I will give you that. If you have, it will not win you games. All right. I think at best they're getting three wins out of this. I'm going to be honest. Three guaranteed wins. All right. So we're giving we're giving it the under. Okay. That, that's easy enough. All right. Let's dive into our favorite team to hate on. Fucking Miami. Okay. See the problem is See the problem is I I think I I feel so much better about them this year than I, I did last year. Um, even going oh, into the season, oh man, I, I think very low of Miami. Like I think even worse about them this year than I did last year. Okay, well, let's go through. I was, I was a little scared going into last year, thinking they were getting it together, and then Josh Gaddis showed us that damn offense, and I went, "Oh, we're gonna eat, baby." Yeah. So obviously, you got Mario, Mario Cristobal coming back, uh, yep. second year head coach. I, you know, I think last year. Three and five in the conference, five and seven overall. That yeah, tell you everything you need to know. No, I know, but here's here's my here's my. Let's just skip to it and 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 get to why I think they could take a step forward and and actually look decent. All right. Um, well, let me oh, here. Hold on. Let me let me let them know about the coaching changes. Lance Guidry comes from Southern Miss as the defensive coordinator. Shannon Dawson takes over for the Josh previously aforementioned Josh Gaddis. Bulls award winner Josh Gaddis, offensive coordinator. Starting quarterback goes back to Tyler Van Dyke. As you guys know, Jeff Garcia has already transferred out. Key players, Van Dyke again. Ruben Bain seems to be a good defensive end, but he's a freshman, so we'll see what playing time he gets. Don Chaney's finally healthy. He comes back. Uh, key losses, Will Mallory, tight end, gone. Corner, DJ Ivy, gone. Chris Graves, corner, gone. Daryl Jackson, all of us up in the panhandle made sure of that, bitch. Linebacker Gilbert Frierson left, and so did Jalen Knighton, the running back. Uh, transfer portal uh, acquisitions. Cam McCormick from Oregon. KJ Cloyd from Louisville. And Tyler Harrell, who's had his fair share of issues at Bama, has transferred to Miami. Jaron, hit us with it. Why do you think that they're uh, not as bad as I make them out to be? So, if, if you looked at... Miami last year, um, and I'm just trying to take a step back. So they bring in Mario, and it, it's a big hire. It, it, it it's something that um, Miami fans really were excited about. If if we're going to be honest about who they brought in as a DC and a OC and and kind of their staff changes, 
they they were underwhelming. Um, let, like let's let's be honest on on that. And so when they performed in a way and brought in their offensive principles and, and schemes and those things didn't you know get recognized and and, and fall into place by the players. Um, obviously you got what you got. There's a lot of, I mean, you, you had some very embarrassing losses and you had some very embarrassing performances, but here's the thing. Uh, Tyler Van Dyke's a good quarterback. He, he was, there's a reason he was last year. We thought he was going to get better um, and, 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 and take that team to the next level. Um, I don't think that's gone away. I think he's, he just last year, there was a lot of issues with their principles and just implementing that offense into kind of what they're doing. And they've already made it very clear that they're going to simplify things this year and let him be the star that he is. Um, and, and I think he's more athletic than people give him credit for. And I think what they're going to do is they're going to make it very simple for him. And I don't think they're going to be good enough to go and win, you know, 11 games and make the ACC championship. But I think they, they can beat enough bad teams on their schedule to get them a lot of wins um, and, and, and challenge some of the better teams just from his offense. And they've got enough talent. We can't pretend they don't have talent. Um, so when you, when you put those things together and you simplify things and just say, Hey, we're going to make this simple for y'all and just go be athletes. That's not going to win you a national championship. And that's not going to win you the ACC, but it will make you a much better team. So I think three and five in conference is absolutely not in play. And I think right. with that, I think you're looking at at least eight wins, at minimum eight wins. Unless you, I mean, if Tyler Van Dyke get hurt, gets hurt, he gets hurt. I mean, that that's that's just any any team's not going to be good with their quarterback getting hurt. But if we're going to assume that they're going to move forward and and not have this many injuries, I think with what they brought in in the transfer portal, uh, especially on offense, I think with with Cam McCormick and, and Tyler Harrell, I I think they're going to take a step forward. I mean, he Tyler Van Dyke's a good quarterback and. You know, I, I don't see I don't see seven wins. I know that's what you have here, but I mean, let's go let's yeah. go through the schedule. I know they do have a few challenging games on their schedule, but I don't think it's it's enough to say it's seven. I that that's my well, opinion. Let's put it this way: they got Miami of Ohio out the gate. That's win a win. Am that's a loss. Oh how? I just say, man. I mean, come on. The, Bro, that was a game. I, have, I don't care what has happened in Haiti. They got way more talent than Miami does. So they did last they year. Did. No, they did. Yeah. They, dude, they almost lost that game last year. That's a Fisher-led team, man. He does not lose to Miami. All right. I, 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 fair enough. That's that's a get-out-of-jail-free card. That's true. All right, so following that, Bethune-Cookman. That's a win. Yeah. Okay. I got Temple. That's a win. Georgia Tech, that's a win. So already at one, two, three, four. UNC, they finally get tested. It's at UNC. I think that's a loss. Yeah, and then you got Clemson, probably a loss. Clemson, also a loss. Virginia, that's a win. So we're at five. NC State, now here's where it gets fun. Because this is a coin flip game, in my opinion. And I'm still waiting on that one torpedo from NC State. Mm. This could be, yeah, this could be, a, this could be that this game for them. This could be it. This could mm-hmm. be it because Miami could be the Oppenheimer to NC State or or North Carolina. I mean, they could, but at the same time, if Miami loses that game, get ready for the quit watch 
because they got Florida State next week, which is gonna embarrass them and shit. Out they're of not it. gonna quit against Florida State. I don't know, man. If they did last year. They're not going like to. They're not going. It's not going to happen. You finish the season with Louisville, which is also going to probably be a toss-up, and then Boston College was a dub. So, in my opinion, where where were we at? We had UNC. They were four. They were four and one. UNC was a loss. Clemson was a loss. All right, UNC is a toss-up, but like, let's call it a loss. Loss, loss. That's four and three, five and three. Mm, NC State, maybe. Let's call the. They went over NC State. Let's call it that. Five and three, five and four. Ooh, I don't want to give it to them. But, yeah, Louisville wins that. That's five and – actually, let's say they win it. That's six and – what, six and four? And then Boston College is seven and four? I I, I, have, them at, I have them at eight and a half. I think, I think there's fair. some of those that are toss-ups, I think – aren't toss-ups and some of them that I think you think are wins are, are still toss-ups. So. I don't feel very highly of Miami. What is what is Vegas at? Uh, let's see. I, I, so I, I will say this was going to be my uh, overnight X team uh, when okay. we talked about it earlier. I, I think, like I said, I think these, they're going to surprise probably some people. You, you're you pretty in step, step in line with Vegas. Uh, they're at seven and a half. That's what I thought. So I, just, like, I, 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 with, with Miami, I've sat here too many years going, oh, shit, they're back. No, they're but, boom, we're talking about a seven and a half or eight and a half team. We're not talking about them being back. We're talking about them being better than what people are giving. Seven and a half is not Miami. That's not someone saying no, no, they're no, back. Of course. I'm just saying, like, in some of these games that are quote-unquote toss-ups, these shouldn't be toss-ups. Okay, here, here's the if thing. If, if Miami won seven games, I would be shocked. If they won eight games, I would not be shocked. That's where I stand. If they won nine games, I would be more shocked oh, if they won seven games. Seven, I would be more shocked if they won seven games than if they won nine. That's that's how far I'm off with this line. But it, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk you off of it. I'm fine with it. That's why we 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 have these averages, and I don't right. think it's something we can put on our list of, of saying we would we would go over on this. Um, okay, well, North, in North Carolina, I, they're kind of in the same bucket for me. But let's let's go through. All right, well, Mac Brown's back again, which, uh, oh, I've never seen somebody perform worse with more than Mac Brown. Uh, six and two in the conference last year, nine to five overall. Really let that one sink in, guys. Six and two in the conference. You went to the title game. You finished nine and five with a loss to Oregon in a bowl game. Mm. Coaching changes. We got an OC change in Chip Lindsey, starting quarterback. Yep, you guessed it. It's Drake May. Key players, Drake May. Would have been Pez Walker. I'm not going to get into it. Fuck the NCAA. DN, Pam Rucker. Tight end, Bryson Nesbitt. Linebacker, you guys all know him and love him. Cedric Gray. And wide receiver, J.J. Jones. Key loss. It's a good thing that J.J. Jones is stepping up because Josh Downs left. And their corner, Cameron Kelly, transferred. Mm-hmm. Transfer portal acquisitions. Wide receiver, Nate McCullum from Georgia Tech. Safety, Derek Allen from Georgia Tech. Wide receiver, Tez Walker from Kent State. Linebacker, Amari Gaynor from Florida State. And corner from Virginia Tech, Amar, uh, Armani Chapman. Hmm. With all these acquisitions, with everything the way – that offense is probably still going to be good. Drake is yeah. good. Let's be real. Okay. The defense I- is what scares me. Okay, so I, I hear we'll get to the defense, but for, for the offense – 
they've, they've changed their offensive coordinator. They've lost their arguably one of the most talented players they've had yeah. in the last decade. Um, I, how much do you think it was Drake May versus I'm just going to throw it to two of the most talented wide receivers that we've ever seen? I mean, Josh, Downs, Josh Downs made life easy, 100%. And without Tez Walker, that does <laughs> hurt because Tez would have been the plug-and-play to make up for the Josh Downs loss. So that definitely does play a role for me now. But Yeah, and how much I'm do you think the you, offensive Drake, coordinator Drake t- is that good? So, all right, here's, here's my thing. Uh, how much do you think Mac Brown was was the one leading the charge on offense? Oh, none of them. Absolutely none of it. Okay, he, so you're changing offensive coordinators. Yeah. How can how can anyone think that with all of those changes you're going to be just as productive on offense? I don't care. I mean, look how many players have taken steps back when the cha- when the offensive like mindset changes and you have different players. Like, we're, we're I think this is a, a very this is going to be more likely to turn Miami last year than it is going to be continuing of the same success on offense. That's my opinion. I think they're going to take a huge step back. I, I don't see where that's going to come. And if you have concerns on defense, well, now we're in trouble. Yeah, and you know what? Originally, I had this at nine and a half. I think I'm going to give them nine, a hard nine. And, and that offense was so good last year. They scored so many. Like, their defense, it didn't matter how good their defense was. It was literally like a true shootout of like who had the ball last, and Drake May would make it happen and, and, and work out. And they still weren't like an elite team. So, no, I mean, and that's I, why I'm going to change it to nine. I just, I still can't even I get don't it. think dude, the offense is going to take that much. Dude, of here, here's the deal do you, do you think they're going to be a better or worse team this year, given the talent they lost and their, their changes? You know, I hate to say it. I don't think they're going to be better. I don't think they're going to be any worse. I think they're going to be just right at the same. But I don't think they got better. Do you think you think the transfer portal of Derek Davis Jr. from LSU is going to be a, a, a major impact player for them? I almost forgot about Derek Davis Jr. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. That, that was for Pitt. That was for Pitt. Oh, sorry. Um, no, you're good. No, that Amar, messed me Amar, up. Armani Chapman was a good pickup at corner. It really was. Sorry. Yeah. yeah that... It. I don't, I mean, I don't know, man. I just, I because look, look, we we know Armani Gain or Armani Gainer. That's not yeah, a great pickup he, at linebacker. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's 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 uh, he's an, a Charles alum, and I mean, uh, it. I, he's a good DN player, but the guy the guy can't play utility Swiss Army at linebacker. Look, he just can't. Yeah, I I think he he's a plus player in certain situations, but he's not going to change your team, and I just don't see who they've added that's going to change their team. And I don't think well, that's why, that's why I got it at nine. So they went but, nine and five overall last year. I got them. That's, at nine. that's my point though, is like, you're, you're assuming they're going to be just as good as they were last year, just from an overall record. I really think like he's just that good at quarterback that like you put the ball in his hands, a close game at the end of the game, like the, the kid can go make it happen. He could probably win you some of these coin clips. But, dude, that, but I that's got what... Four, I got four of these tight games on the schedule. <laughs> but my point like, is... Yeah, but I think last year they won a lot of those games that were 50-50 because they had the ball at the last second, and, and they had some elite weapons on offense. They've lost some of those weapons. They're changing offensive coordinators. You're not always going to win those... You're not always going to have the ball last and make those changes. And I also think they're they're more poised to look like Miami did last year where they take a huge step back. 
because I think they're they're a similar situation where they have high expectations. They're going to be on quit watch very quickly if if they can't get things going. Let's go. Let's go okay. through the schedule. That's all right. Through the schedule, I got them at South Carolina first. Believe it or not, that's a loss. I think I think Beamer Ball is coming out hot this year. So that's a loss. App State, that's a dub. One and one. Minnesota, that's a dub. Two and one. Pitt. Now it gets interesting. Because you're two and one, you don't really know who you are yet. I think that's equal parts for Pitt, though. But that's going to be a gritty ass game. So, I think between them and South Carolina, that's a toss-up. So I think you you can I'm gonna probably give them, give them one of the two. Well, let's say I'm the three and one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm let's say, say three, the three and one. one. Syracuse, that's a dub. They're four and one. Miami loss. Really? Loss. All right. That's gonna be a big game. It'll be a loss. So, all right. Where what where, where are we at? Four and two now. Yeah. Okay, that game is always a good game, no, 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 and one, the, two, three, four. No, we were four and two. Dub five and two. Georgia Tech dub six and two. Campbell seven and two. Duke loss. I don't know. Let's call it eight. Let's say they get the dub there. Eight and two. Clemson's a loss. Eight and three. Here's where I think it gets interesting. Between Duke and NC State, I think it's another one you split. So, I, I, so if they win the Duke game, I think they lose the NC State game, which puts them at eight and four. Yeah, I I think eight is a, a much more comfortable number for me than than what you were we thinking. We could put it at eight and a half, which I mean, I'm talking myself down a whole entire point. I, I will I say, yeah, I think their I think their schedule is a lot easier than what people give them credit for, which is or, or there's still so many toss up games on here like Pitt, Miami, Duke, yeah. NC State. Those are four right there. South Carolina, you could also call that's five. Yeah, like, I think that's well, already seven. So so Vegas has them at eight and a half. I think that's a fair number. I think we I wouldn't touch that. You talked me down. I, I was a little bit higher on them, but you know that's that's me loving Drake May, and I'm getting blinded by it. All right, we'll move on to Pink. <laughs> Pat Narduzzi, the man, the myth, the legend, the Michigan State boy. He's still there. He's still making it happen. Five and three in conference last year, nine and four overall of last year. I got to be honest with you, I'm very high on Pitt. They, they, got, they got Derek, Derek Davis Jr. They, they got Derek Davis Jr., baby. They got the LSU boy. And they have the very young, the very spry starting quarterback of Philip Jerkovich. Out of Boston College, he's here for his eighth year of college football, ladies and gentlemen. At this point, how many like prosthetic limbs does he have? Oh, all of them. He's he's the, the <laughs> Iron Man, it's the Terminator. The ter- come with me if you want to win. I just Phil Phil's there, and then you know key players Kanata or Kanata Mumpfield, which he was a good wide receiver last year. Let's give him credit. Shane Simon was a good linebacker. Uh, MJ Devonshire, this dude is a player at DB. Unreal. Team hmm. losses, though. Brandon Hill was a great safety. He's gone. Kalja Kansi, he's gone at defensive tackle. That's a huge loss. Eric Hallett, also a great safety. He's gone, and Carter Warren was a good offensive tackle. They did, however, bring in Derek Davis Jr. from LSU. <laughs> Derek Davis Jr., baby! McMillan and Dejon Reynolds out of uh, UF and wide receivers, which is crazy to me that two UF wide receivers chose to go to Pitt. Mm. Uh, and then, of course, Phil Jerkovich. Um, I want to be honest with you. I, I got them at nine and a half. I think they're going to push. 
a lot of teams for for ACC title. I yeah, they're gonna make it difficult. They've got me. They, they, I think they've got enough talent to create a lot of issues for for teams. Let's go through the schedule. All right. Well, Wofford's a dub. Cincinnati's a dub. West Virginia's a dub. They're starting the year three and zero. UNC again. We gave this a toss up. I think we called that one an L. So what? Three and one, but really they could win that game. So three and one, and then. They play Virginia Tech four and one. They play Louisville at home, so that's a win. That's five and one. Play away four is six and one. Notre Dame, that's a loss. Six and two. Florida State, loss. Six and three. Pittsburgh, dub. That's you know, so we're at seven and three. Boston College, eight and three. And then of course Duke. I think they win that game nine and three. So you you telling me the ones that one of, one of the ones that I gave them a, a loss on, which is who did we give it to? Notre Dame, Pittsburgh, and UNC. I think their best chance is probably to beat UNC. I think their I think their so odds they could of, be ten. Yeah, I think their odds of surprising one of those teams is more likely than one of the teams that you're expecting to 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 you know them to beat surprising them. Well, they got Notre Dame and Florida State back to back, so like. That's going that, to play in Florida State's favor more than that it does. Is the it definitely does. But gosh, dude, what if they win that game and they're just coming off a high and they're playing at home? Oh, that would be. But that's what I'm saying. Like one of those three games, I think you're going to get a dub. We gave it to North Carolina, but I think I might. You know, again, we don't know what we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen. We don't know what we're talking about. We're a couple of gin and tonics deep, and this is uh, this, this this is for fun. Um, I could talk myself out of the UNC win there, which only would justify my eight and a half. Now that I'm talking myself out of it, but you win the UNC game, you lose two, maybe three, a surprise one in there. Nine and a half feels correct. Nine and a half feels a touch high for what I think is fair, but I think you're right. If you can just sneak one of those games, I, nine and a half is probably the number I'd go with. So I think um, Pitt, Pitt is. Oh my! Team. Oh my goodness, Boone! This is. I'm, I'm right on it, aren't I? Uh, you are. You are so far off of it. No way. They have Pitt as a six and a half no win shot. team. No shot! Oh my god, we got to put money on it, man. Oh, I'm gonna make it happen. Pitt's about to be so much better than you guys are making them out to be. This is nuts. What do, what do they think? Scott Satterfield's going to be fucking banging at Cincy? That's a joke, bro. West Virginia, yeah. West Virginia I think, still uh, has Neil Brown. Like that? No. No shot. Yeah, this no is. shot. Ooh. They must have a lot of faith in Brom. They must hate Phil. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, Jerkovich with the, with the O-line, that makes sense. And he already knows what he's doing. Because Pitt's defense is always going to be banging. They're just going to grit it out. So if you got a guy who can talk around the park, I mean, Slovis was that last year, and they went. Jeez. I mean, hell, Slovis was that last year, and they went nine and four. I f- it's odd to me that uh, Duke and not as good as Keaton Slovis. Yeah, we were really far off with Duke and Pitt. That's that's something. Um, okay, these yeah, guys, these guys have no faith. We we are we are going to be the most like wrong people about the coastal, or we're going to be spot on. 
yeah, I'm and I'm really ready to die and live by the sword. The the <laughs> the, the, the formal coastal is just uh just the coastal's just, always been a shit show though. That's true. It's always been terrible. You know you know who uh who's who's uh never won. Uh, I guess I think they won the coastal once. Um, it, it's it's the team down south. One time, one time they represented it. I can't remember what years it was, but there was a year where um, it was the Derek King year. There was a year where um, it was like eight. I think there's what eight teams in the coastal. There was like eight consecutive years where it was a different team that that won the coastal. Like like they Good all track. had it won. <laughs> like like there's no. There's no like, ugh, dude. If Florida State was in the coastal, they would have. I'm not. All right, we're not gonna get into this. All right, all right, all right. Tell everybody else, like, this is exactly why we want out. This is exactly why it's not. It's not good. Not good for Florida State. Not good for all right. I'm not gonna get started. We're gonna be here right, forever. We're, oh, yeah, we're, we're gonna move on to the Virginia team. Can we? Can we team them? Can we put them together? Can we just knock this out? Yeah, because yeah, they're 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 fucking bad. And I'll be honest with you, I gave I gave somebody one team a little bit more of a uh, than the other one. Can you guess who it was? My 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 brain says <laughs> my brain says Virginia, but for some reason I feel like it's Virginia Tech. It's Tech. It's Tech. <laughs> yeah, you got a new car smell, brand new coach. I think that's what, yeah. if you're going to get anything out of it, it's tech. Tony Elliott, God bless you, son. I really like you, but Jesus yeah. Christ. They're, they're, they're on quit watch before the beginning of the season. So, in case some of you don't know, last year with Brennan Armstrong in country, they went 1-6 in the conference and 3-7 and overall. They were god-awful. Mm. There weren't a lot. They lost a coach to Boston College. Let that sink in, everyone. Their offensive line coach left to Boston College. <laughs> Are you kidding me? So he brought in Terry Heffernan. Never heard of her. <laughs> Starting quarterback, Tony Musket. Jesus Christ! Oh, man. Slinger is even outdated, son. Musket? Come on. Key players, this is shocking. Shocking. Oh. Clemson running back Kobe Pace has transferred into Virginia. What are we doing? <laughs> Son, did you not want a future in football? <laughs> you just want an education. <laughs> and corner Malcolm Green, who also came from Clemson. Two dudes. Hey, this oh, is that that's worth it. that's worth at least one win. Funny you should say that. He lost his central <laughs> Cypress to Florida State and Brennan Armstrong to NC State. And of course the transfer portals of note, Kobe Pace and Malcolm Green. What's the line I gave them? Two! And that's being generous, ladies and gentlemen. That's being generous. That's being like, oh, all right. Maybe we'll can, around in the dark can you 
Can you can you go through the schedule and just name just look, give me like the four? There's probably four games that are even like in in play to potentially win. Let's go over those real quick. I, I know there's a bunch that not even worth talking right, about. The ones that are in play. Oh Christ, William and Mary. Okay, I'll give them. That. Okay. James Madison. That's not even going to be on the ACC network. That's going to be like Raycon. Not, I don't even know if Raycon wants. They don't even like. It's going to be like a guy no, with an no, iPhone. CW, baby, no, it's going to be like someone like like you know the like girls that like live stream the the Taylor Swift concerts from their seats. It's going to be like one of them. They're going to like hire them for like thirty dollars and like a free T shirt to like sit in the stands and and stream it on TikTok. It'll be a kick for everybody. Mm. Yeah, William and Mary, James Madison, which honestly, James Madison might win that. And Virginia Tech. <laughs> all right, all right. Actually, I'm, I'm very. What are the other teams on the schedule? Is there anything in there that's even? Well, you p- prepare your buttholes, Virginia. Your first game out of the gate in Tennessee. <laughs> what, an, what, a, what an out of conference schedule! All right, next. I don't know who signed them up for that, but right. James Madison's the next game. It's at home. Which, by the way, the first game is at Tennessee. This is worse. Oh, all right. Third game, Maryland. All right. Um, um, NC State, Boston College, mm-hmm. William and Mary, North Carolina, Miami, Georgia Tech, Louisville, Duke, and Virginia Tech. Okay. All right, so so two and a half is is a decent number, maybe two. No, I got an eight. Two, a solid two. They're either winning one or they're winning three. That's it. It's, they either have a magical season and they win three games. Watch out for that Maryland game, though. That could sneak up on them. This, um, this was Kansas a couple years ago. Kansas had like two games, and I hit the over on that bitch. I was like, no, no, no. Hey, guess what? Kansas won it. It happened. I made it happen by one game. It happened. That's Virginia. This so I don't, I don't know how this is possible, Boone, but somehow we were a point off No. in, in the under. They have them at three? Three and a half, so. No I, way! Get out of town! I'm slamming the under on that. They're terrible. <laughs> oh, I'm getting so nervous looking at this. Uh, all right, let's let's go through these. Uh, this last two. Do we do we do Syracuse? Do we just completely skip them? We had a hate fest over Syracuse, so we, uh, we were mean to Syracuse. Oh, uh, that was the one we skipped as well. The the number. What did we have them at? We had five. I had Syracuse at come here. We had them at five, right? Yeah. I had them at five. Yeah. They were at six and a half. I, I don't. Oh, that is generous. That is generous. Uh, all right. I, I have I, Virginia Tech, brand new coach, Brent Pry. Which, all right, hmm. let's see here. Where, Brent Pry, where were you from? Penn State. Hmm. Are you reading that right? Yep. Penn State from 16 to 21, and then he played with Buffalo Bulls. Don't know what that is. So he's got a Penn State coaching uh, pedigree. Okay, whatever. Whatever. Virginia Tech was rock damn solid last year. 
one and six in the conference, three and eight overall. I came in and said, to hell with all of you. You're all fired. The whole staff staff's brand new. It's really nothing of merit to tell you who took over. It yeah. doesn't matter. Um, starting quarterback is Grant Wells, although there's a rumor on the Virginia Tech boards that it's going to be a two-quarterback system, which, of course, we all know works out very well. You can't ever go wrong with two quarterbacks. I will say Grant Wells sounds like an amazing starting shortstop. Yeah, Grant Wells sounds like he went pro in the wrong sport. I'll be honest with you. Um, Key players. If if, if he's at Virginia Tech, he's definitely going to be going pro in something other than sports. Yeah, probably. He's going to be making more than you and I ever will in our lifetimes. (laughs) Some computer science bullshit. Solutions engineer. Just right out of college, making two hundred fifty k plus commission. Uh, key players: we got Allie Jennings. This this is hilarious to me. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, Allie Jennings was a wide receiver out of Old Dominion, which last year Virginia Tech lost to. They lost to Old Dominion, and do you know who kicked their fucking tail up and down the field that entire game? It was Allie Jennings. Oh my gosh. And he goes, Oh, you know what? Dude, fuck this guy. We got to play them again. I'm going to take him right off that team. He's on our team now. We got a better chance at winning. So, congratulations, Brent Pry. Way to to recruit. You you pulled some Norvell shit. Take him off Miami. Miami doesn't have him, even if he doesn't play for us. Linebacker Alan Tisdale, he's stepped up. Hopefully, wide receiver Jalen Lane out of. uh, Middle Tennessee State, which gave Miami nightmares. Uh, Cooked defensive them. back, <laughs> defensive back, men's door Delane. Did he? Is he the one that? He, Fuller. Is Jalen Lane the one that cooked uh, the receiver for like the yeah. like ninety yard touchdown? Yeah, that was him. Oh my gosh! I, he transferred. That was such a good. Uh, I, I remember just like I don't remember if I was in the stands at the game. And and everyone was celebrating it, or if we were, I think we were at a tailgate when that one happened, and it was like, it was just like full meme mode. It just turned into I like, mean, oh, they're coming back. Oh my god, they're they're actually going to lose this game. <laughs> just terrible. Uh, all right. But yeah, so we get we get to that, and then uh, Nazir Peoples is the safety that is of merit. Okay, great, good for you. Uh, all in all, nothing of merit. My over-under is four and a half. So, uh, before we get into the schedule, I will say, I just I was Googling Virginia Tech 2022 schedule. Mm-hmm. And this just will tell you how, how little. No, it's, not, it's not that it's not good. It's that when I typed that into Google, it didn't even give me their football schedule. It literally gave me their like like seven pages worth of links to like class schedules. Like they don't care about football. No one cares about Virginia Tech football. I, it's like a nightmare to try and pull up their schedule. Which um, is so sad because remember how good they used to be, and here uh, we are, just swag surfing, man. All right. Um. So they got Old Dominion. Uh, yeah, I guess. Um. When I got Old Dominion is a dub. Purdue is a loss. Rutgers. Rutgers is a dub. Marshall. Dub. Okay, so they're gonna have to they're gonna have to get fat early. Like Yep. Three and one. You've earned it. All right. Pitt, Florida State. 
Alright, let's give him a half, maybe. Nah, not even a half. I'd give him a quarter for that. Syracuse. Uh, I give him a quarter for that. So let's give him a half between those two. 50 okay, 50 so chance they win one of those. You're looking two. at three and a half already. Yeah. Louisville loss. Boston College, you could give them another half. Mm. Probably a loss against NC State. NC State loss. Virginia, another half. Beats Rittell. That's so, four. So you got a four. So four and a half is a little bit of a stretch, I feel like. See, but to me, it's like if they win any of those toss ups, you're looking at five. So you're at four. What do you think Vegas is going to give them? Three and a half. Really? They're at five. I don't I don't see five on no here. No way. We are living on the edge right now. <laughs> Not gonna lie. We are in <laughs> we are we are in trouble. Oh man. All right, well I, we had some surprises in here. Um I guess what what do you think is uh I've got one, two, three, we got eight eight on here that we were a full point difference on. Um okay. What 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 in here gives you the most nerves? So we got Virginia. We have Vegas has them at three and a half. Um, we had them at under. Uh, which gosh, it's so little games to go under. That's but I, I we we've gone through it multiple. I don't see more than two and a half or three. <laughs> I, I don't, man. I don't. I just I'll especially be if that if that team quits, man. It's oh, that's just danger. Um, yeah, Georgia Tech at at three at four and a half. We had them at three and a half, so that's, we we got an under there as a full point difference. We had Virginia Tech at five. Um, or Vegas had them at five. We we had them at closer to four, so that that's a full point as well. Boston College was five and a half. We had them at four and a half or four. Um, so so kind of in that range. That was an under. Gosh, there's so little wins for all three of those those teams or four of those teams, but. We were, you know, all under. Um, the big, big one for us that we were over on is Vegas, uh, or under on is Vegas had Syracuse at six and a half. We had them uh, at five, so that's another one that's under. We're living on the edge with these unders. Like, it's not, it, it, can you sneak into some wins here, and you're quickly in trouble. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I'll be honest. I feel like I'm a lot higher on some of these teams than Vegas has them. And- there's some other teams I'm lower on. <laughs> so, well, so that, that's—I you know. mean—that's the thing. I mean, if you look at Pitt and Duke, the, if we look at it, Vegas has them both at six and a half. That's insane to me. You're telling me Boston College is only one win less in, in terms of—I of, don't even care about their schedule. Just like, just in general, they're one win less than Duke and Pitt. Like, that's insane to me. Exactly. So we, we got both of those at overs. We actually had both of those at nine wins, just looking at the schedule. I just think there's a few out-of-conference games that both those teams play that just aren't that good, and they also have a weak in-conference schedule. They have a few challenging like games that you can almost like guarantee a loss, but there's a few that are just like, I, I don't see it. So uh, NC State, uh, we had a full point difference there. We had them at, at seven and a half, and, and, and they had them at six. I think I talked you up on that one. That one might be a little bit more of a, a coin toss yeah, on your side. A little but, bit, a little bit. I just don't see them dropping that. I just I don't know how they would drop that far, but it, it could happen. And then Louisville was the last one. Nine, we had them at nine. Uh, Vegas had them at eight uh, on the number, so that that was one that was a full point as well. So o- overall, we've got four that we think are going to be uh, a point or or more better in, in Vegas, and and then um, you know Boston College, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, and Virginia. Um, we just think are just not going to be any good. Which I. 
you know, I think when you look at at Pitt and Duke, we we chart we chalked up a lot of wins against those bottom feeder teams, those those cheat teams, um, and that probably really swung us uh, in that direction for some of those. So um, overall, I think you know, I think we got a good numbers here, and I'm pretty happy with these. I'm curious to see. I'll mark I'll mark them down, and we'll we'll look at them throughout the season and kind of see where yeah, we're we'll at. Come back to it and progressing. But uh, what what conference do you want to go to next? Ooh, well, I know for a fact we are not touching on the pack, whatever number they want to call it. <laughs> yeah, because it'll change as soon as we like. We'll record it, and then like three hours later, they'll they'll change yeah, it. Yeah, it'll be the pack two or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think I think it's best to keep it in the south. Just go now. You know what? You know what? Let's go Big Ten. Why not? I like that. I like a little Big Ten. We'll 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 get the SEC. We got a few weeks, um, but yeah. we'll we'll knock that out. I think. Um, I think we'll probably have a lot better. I think the ACC is just so hard to read every year. There's always a lot of just like random stuff going on, but um, I think the SEC will probably, will probably be a little closer to Vegas on some of those, but some of those teams are just so predictable. Um, they've kind of got their structure, whereas the ACC is just a, a madness of just suck um, yep. for like three fourths of the conference. Um, you know, so we'll, we'll go from there, but uh, you know, if we look at Vegas, it looks like they're saying that, um, 11 of the 14 teams are are projected to make a uh, bowl game. I think if we were, if they were giving me a number on that, I'd probably say under. I, I don't see that happening. Um, but we'll, we'll see. Um, anyways, uh, I, I you know we'll uh, we're excited for uh, for the season. We got I think we have what 14 days until the season. I I think we should we should uh, to be honest we should go to action this year. Okay, I like that little action action. A little Wednesday night action that we can keep track of. Ooh. Are they playing on Tuesdays now? Is it Wednesdays or Tuesdays? I know they they sneak in there. I think it's a little bit both, but I think they. Uh, I don't know. It always changes every year, but with the Pac-12 being a piece of shit, they might just be Wednesdays and Thursdays, or just Wednesdays. All right. Well, love love you, brother. Thanks for doing this. This is always uh, this is good to just have this conversation but record it and let, let others of course. enjoy yeah nice to, nice to get it out there and of course receive everybody's you know input in this as well i mean guys if there's anything you want to hear us talk about if there's anybody that you want us to cover whatever the case may be we're all ears you know we're, we're gonna do this regardless so uh hey it's been great man and uh we'll, we'll be talking big 10 very soon very soon all right see you next time brother all right man